I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to VEASAN Final Countdown. Stormy Bon and Tony alongside Matt Brown, live from Las Vegas at the South Point. Overreaction Mondays. Always a ton of fun. Lots of NFL and college football to recap from a busy weekend. The World Series is set. The Astros, a minus 185 favorite in the set after sweeping both the Mariners and the Yankees en route to a date with the Phillies. We'll have John Legaza, MLB, and NFL betting analyst and writer for The Athletic who will join us later on this hour. Vinny Maiulo, odds maker here at the South Point, will join us on set in hour two like he does every Monday. So lots of great stuff to get into, including Monday night football tonight. But first off, Matt, just how, how was your weekend? Because something you have a glow about you. Listen, everybody was watching on Friday is all they're doing right now is just counting all of their money, all of their winning <laughs> tickets, go. every single thing hit. Uh, well, actually, we need uh, we need the Patriots pretty bad tonight, actually, from the teaser standpoint. But yes. uh, everything else we bet all got home relatively easy, actually, like pretty, pretty easy. So coast job here for this week. So not as bad at this as I thought I there was. We so go. There we go. The one Better, week, yes. two weeks yeah. ago was yeah. an anomaly, and we are back, baby. Love to see it. Yes, um, yes. But I am, I'm in the same uh, vibe with you when it comes to the Patriots tonight. My teaser was them with the Dolphins, so I would really like to see that one come home. Um, Patriots and Bears going head-to-head on Monday Night Football in primetime tonight. Patriots largely an 8.5-point favorite in this one over. I've seen around 40, 40.5 ticking all over the place. Seen some nines out there. I still saw one seven and a half in this game uh, at an online book. So the number largely, though, 8.5, 9. We'll see if Mac Jones puts an end to or fuels the fire of the Mac versus Zap debate as he is expected to return tonight. <laughs> yeah, if we're looking here and you want to put this in a teaser, rolling this into week eight, you probably want to go ahead and do it because this has started, as you mentioned, like a couple different places have hit nine and DraftKings is eight and a half, minus 115 right now. So mm-hmm. it's leaning towards nine as well. So again, if you do want to open up a teaser leg with this game, I would suggest go ahead and getting it in there. I don't think you're going to get that much better of a number anyway, and you certainly don't want to miss getting it under a field goal. So let's uh, let's not wait around. Let's go ahead. Just get that thing down to two and a half if that's what you want to do. A couple of options this week. We'll go over them tomorrow on Teaser Tuesday, but it's not the greatest teaser week in week eight, so we're going to be betting a lot of just straight sides here. Yeah, I mean, look, we're, we're heavily invested in the Patriots from a teaser standpoint tonight. If I had to play this thing straight up, I would probably still play them, but it is... It's got the no point gotten now. Big. <laughs> it's got no point now where it's a little rough. I mean, it's eight and a half and a 40 total game. And I mean, it, it makes perfect sense as to why this is the way that it is, right? I mean, this Bears offense has been 
pretty atrocious. And the Patriots, if you look at them overall, I mean, it's it's one of those things where as a as a whole, the unit I think from a defensive standpoint has been pretty good. There's just you know there's some leaks in the rush defense aspect of everything, but as a whole, it's been pretty good. It's one of those weird things where we don't see the advanced metrics really super, super disagree incredibly mm-hmm. often, but it's like DVOA, this defense is seventh overall, but then pro football focus has them at 20th overall, and mainly because they just have their their run defense so much lower and then even their special team so much lower as well. So just something, something you know, that where things aren't jiving completely here. But this should be, should be a coast job for this Patriots team. This, the Bears' offense has been... One of the worst you could possibly, you know, I mean, one of the worst offenses there is. 30th overall DBOA, 29th overall pro football focus. If you keep going, pressure allowed, they're dead last in the NFL. And a lot of that might have to do with Justin Fields holding on the ball a little bit too long as well. Justin sack rate, dead last. Can we dive into that real quickly? Yeah. Because he's been sacked 23 times on 115 attempts. So that means one in every five times that he drops back to pass. He's getting taken down to the floor. Um, the passing offense for Chicago, the worst in the NFL by a mile. We know mm-hmm. how one dimensional this team is. They rely on that run game. And, you know, we'll see with, with how the Patriots run defense is, if they're able to get that going, or you, you imagine Bill Belichick stack the box and just make Justin Fields beat you, which he probably can't. Yeah. And, and, you know, an extra day to prepare here for Belichick again. I mean, not that this was some complex game plan. I think that he had to come up with the, to defend the Bears and Justin Fields. But yeah, still, if I know what the game plan yeah, should be. <laughs> but still, an extra day for him to prepare. I mean, on yeah. the road for this Bears team. If you look, it's Justin Fields so far. 29th, according to Pro Football Focus, versus pressure. He is 36th against the Blitz. 36th. There's only 32 teams <laughs> in the NFL. So, four backups are even better than him. Against the Blitz, so yeah, 36th in the NFL against the Blitz. One of the other things that, like you mentioned, if you just want to stack the box, and I don't know because they haven't had him shadow so far yet this season, but so Jack Jones, rookie corner for pro, for uh, for the Patriots, he is pro football focus's number one graded corner in all of the NFL. Now, again, he hasn't shadowed so far this year, and I don't even know who he'd shadow. I guess Darnell Mooney, I, I don't really know, but... It does come down to if they do want to stack the box, at least they know on one side of the field, they got a pretty good chance of of, of this guy defending any sort of pass heading his way. He's got a 90.5 overall grade, a 91.7 coverage grade. Through the, through the six games, two interceptions. One of them was a pick six, you might remember, off of Aaron Rodgers. Four passes, four pass deflections, a forced fumble, and quarterbacks have a 33.7 passer rating when throwing in his direction so far on the season. So, again, like you said, if they do mm-hmm. want to stack the box and just say, all right, you know what, we know you want to run, you pass at the least frequency of any team in the NFL, and if you do want to pass, we've got, like, you know, this corner out here that's turned out to be an absolute stud. So, I, I just – it's very hard for me to make a compelling case yeah. for – the Bears really in this thing. They are managing an anemic 122.8 yards per game through the air. The next closest team is the Atlanta Falcons, and they have 30 more yards passing per game at this point. And I know Justin Fields has tried the last couple of games to, like, he has improved those numbers the last couple of games. He has. He has. He has been. But his total for tonight's game is still 160 and a half for a reason. Baby steps in the right direction (laughs) for sure, but not anything to where it would make you feel overly confident to run to the window. Honestly, like it's it's one of those things I would I would only play a teaser leg in this game because I do think that there is there's a weird chance in a game of the 40 total. And, mm-hmm. and listen, let's be honest. The best way for the Patriots to also move the ball on the Bears is to run the ball as yep, well, right? And ball. like Damian Harris is now off the injury report. So you have that two-headed monster with him and Ramondre Stevenson as well. So it could be one of those games where even though the Patriots dominate, mm-hmm. it's not like the scoreboard is just completely lopsided. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. It can be like – it can. It, we could end the game tonight going like, wow, the Patriots just crushed them, but it was an eight-point win or, you know, or, right. so, or, or something like that. Yeah, and so, that's like the number at nine has just gotten a little unbettable in my opinion. Even yeah. if they do have a win like that, I don't think anybody would be surprised. This is not something I feel confident in. I'm curious your thought on potentially the first half because I've been grappling with this mm-hmm. and the number is getting bigger. I believe it's up to five and a half now. When I when I bet a small bet on it, it was mm-hmm. five, but it was as low as minus four for the Patriots in the first half. Chicago hasn't covered a first half number all season. Their offense has been bad overall, I know, but yeah. even worse than the first half, averaging 
averaging 6.7 points per game. So you don't think the extra day for Eberflus <laughs> to get a well, game plan together? So like, we, is, you know, we talk about how good Bill Belichick is against rookie quarterbacks. Very good as well against first year head mm-hmm. coaches. And it's still a young quarterback on the other end. Like, the extra yeah. day to prepare for the Patriots. Uh, no, I was being completely. Oh no, I know, yes, especially the yes. way that you said it. Yeah. But but I just I like the Patriots in the yeah. first half. I feel like more than the game, just because of the number you could get, mm-hmm. I could see them having at least a touchdown lead in the half. Yeah, no, I I would if I had to play a side, I probably would just go that route as well. And, it, and from a total standpoint, I think it's fairly appropriate. I mean, that number at forty, I think, is pretty on because if you look, I mean, we, again, we start to kind of like. Let's do the math in our head, right? Okay, the Patriots, long sustained drives, whatever. Do we look up and they have 24 at the end of the game? Do the Bears have 10? You know, I mean, is it like, or do the Bears have 17? And then now it's like this horrible deal. So I, I'm I'm kind of, I think the 40 is is appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like if this thing, it won't. But I mean, if it, if it got to 42, I would probably actually just come in on a small underplay in it at that point. But So then yeah. if somebody was looking for, I know we don't, tease totals very often, mm. but based on your thought process on the number, do you think that that's a teasable total if you wanted to get involved in the Patriots and just find a partner with them right. tonight? Yeah, I mean, so if you wanted to do a same game teaser, which is not out of the realm of possibility, people do it, especially when there's island games like this and you, whatever, like, taking the Patriots to two and a half and then teasing this thing up to 46 and, and playing the under would be the only way I would do it. I'll put it that way. It'd be okay. the, the, by far the only way that I would go about doing it. And And, you know, look, I don't. I think that probably wins way more times than not. But you know, there's uh, there's always this weird deal, and I don't think that the Bears can take advantage of garbage time all that much. But I do think that there is a chance the Patriots could get out to a pretty fat lead in this game, and then it becomes the all right, you know, shell defense playing soft, like, and at that point, I don't, again, I don't know if Justin Fields can take even take advantage mm-hmm. of that, right? But I mean, it's at least a it's at least a scenario that cross my mind where it's a little a little scary with all this but man this should be one-way traffic should be all patriots um it would shock me if it went the other direction but that being said as we will talk about over the rest of the uh, course of this show there were a lot of shocking things that happened yes. in the nfl because nobody knows anything anymore <laughs> the nfl is so hard that said it, we said we know we know there's three good teams we were right we're right about that yeah three good but teams. i mean another really really frustrating weekend if you thought that some of these teams that in the preseason, we believed we're going to be good. We were believed we we're going to be Super Bowl contenders. Have not improved mm. no. at all to this point, yes. and we're through Week Seven as of tonight. Um, but we'll get to a lot more with it with regards to this Monday Night Football game. We have Prop Watch still as well. Some of the prop betting options that we can dive into. Also, good reminder that the uh, Pro Football Betting Podcast is out today, so that gives a deep dive into Monday Night Football. A lot of look ahead lines for the NFL and prop betting opportunities for tonight. Available anywhere that you get your podcast. We've got a quarterback benched that we need to discuss moving forward, as well as for just the second time in their careers, these two soon-to-be eventual Hall of Fame quarterbacks are on simultaneous losing streaks. Which Bay has more opportunity to turn things around, Green or Tampa? Which Bay? C. Neither. Oh, wow. Neither. Okay. Neither is the answer. I kind of agree with that, though. So we will... We'll get into the woes of the Green Bay Packers and Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their soon-to-be Hall of Fame quarterbacks when we come back. A whole lot more. Don't go anywhere. Mason, final countdown, live from Las Vegas. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get everything VEASAN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just 99 bucks. Sign up now and get VEASAN Pro Access all the way through the Super Bowl, which includes our Pro Picks daily recap of the top plays made from VEASAN show hosts and guests. You get pro tools like our exclusive betting spreads, pro tips with actionable insights to up your betting game, deep dive daily betting reports on the NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball playoffs, plus our upcoming college hoops, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. So give yourself that edge. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe. Get your $99 midseason special today at vcin.com slash subscribe. Canadian. You still aren't giving me yen. I'm like really it's upset cheaper. about this. You're right. We do have a larger Canadian audience. It's cheaper though, this Japanese, Monday but. than it was last Friday. So you better get in on it now. I'm serious. You're saving a whole Canadian dollar. ASAP Rocky. Get saving, in there. You're like saving swimmer. a loony. <laughs> one, one, one loony and a toonie. Yeah, they're saving one loony today. So I didn't know um, until just a couple years ago that loonies and toonies were a real thing. When somebody said oh, that, you that, that was, that was just a joke. When somebody said that was the name of their like dollar and two dollar, I was no, no. You're like that's not kidding. That's not that can't. It's that not can't. So these aren't the cartoons we're talking about, but nope, dead serious. So that's what it is. We're on the break trying to get you a better <laughs> Twitter handle, and so I'm like, okay, listen. It could be. It should be easy. You should just be Stormy B, right? Like that would be easy. You could do that on both, all the social medias. It'd be the greatest thing. Stormy B already exists. Unfortunately, they joined in March of two thousand eight. They have zero. Before me, they, I think I was two thousand ten. They have. Um, they have zero followers. No. And have uh, tweeted one time, and it says reading about Tibetan turmoil. <laughs> and that's all it says. And that is, uh, that's Wowee. the, that was their one tweet from March 16th, 2008. Okay. But, uh, they've, uh, they've got, you your know handle. what? I'm still working on they've it. My, name, my name is my mm-hmm. name. Okay. At Storm Bonantoni at Matt Brown M2. Mm-hmm. If you want to join the conversation with us today, give us grief for our picks or, or, you know, just say you're, you know, interested in what we have to say. That would be nice as well. By the way, let's get into some of these, uh, recap from the NFL weekend through seven games this season. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers uncharacteristically leading offenses that rank 26th and 27th in the NFL. Bucks have dropped four of their last five games now, including an just an ugly, there's no other way to put it, performance against the Carolina Panthers as 13-point favorites. You lose outright 21-3. to How does that happen, Matt? Yeah, How? I mean, it is, and, and find themselves as Two-point home underdogs now to the Ravens, who, by the way, have not been lighting the world on fire by any stretch of the imagination either. And now they're home underdogs to this Ravens squad. It is – Tom Brady looks uninterested, and I don't know if that just has to do with the people around him. You know, like, I mean, he had a third play of the game. Mike Evans, 64-yard touchdown, drops it. And then, like, it seemed like from that point on, it was just – 
the entire team was deflated. Everything was deflated with that. And then Mike this, Evans has had a few like that this year mm-hmm. too. Just not what we're accustomed to seeing from him. And then you have this Panthers team where it's like, I don't know if everyone's like playing up so they can get traded. Like everyone's mm-hmm. like, Hey man, like if I play really good and put something on tape, maybe I'll get traded to a team that actually cares. And so uh, th- there was a pretty good effort from them, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like they were pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. And, and, I, I'll admit I didn't watch the entire game. I flipped it on at halftime whenever I saw, certainly this can't be the case, right? And then I flipped it on and watched the whole second half where it was just a horrible offensive performance from this Bucks team. And we knew that the offensive line was going to be a trouble, was going to be trouble heading in. You know, they, they lost Jensen before the season even started. There were some other guys that they had to try and replace. And then now mm-hmm. they're on, you know, second and third string guys at different, different parts in the line and whatever. And it seems like it really is bugging Brady for the first time in a long time, right? I mean, it's constantly getting pressured. Guys in his face all the time. When he does make a good throw, when people do get open, they're not catching it. There's things that are going. They have no run game whatsoever to speak of because of how bad the offensive line is. And, so and they keep just, trying to run the football because you want to have some balance, yeah, but it's just not working it's not at working. all. And then the one thing we're kind of hanging our hat on, which was like, okay, but they'll always be in the games because this defense is so good. Nope. This defense has not been good for the past three weeks. Like, this defense has been – uh, like not only not only middle of the road, I would say like borderline, kind of like bottom, bottom, ha- bottom third of the mm-hmm. league as far as defense goes, and so it's very uncharacteristic with the talent that they have on that side of the ball. But they're not playing good either, and so I don't know what the redeeming quality is basically of this team at this point. Right, and this very easily could be a five game losing streak had yeah. not that roughing the passer against the Falcons mm-hmm. occurred in their Seriously. favor with the Falcons heating up in that what game. What do we like? So. We like the fact that they have Mike Evans and they have Chris Godwin and Tom Brady has seven rings. I mean, but Tom Brady is, again, he's 57 mm-hmm. years old. He might be washed. I mean, like there's a yeah. chance that he's at least on the on the way down, right? He also might be pre-soaked. The guy that we did know that was pre-soaked and maybe all the way washed, apparently the team decided that he's washed. Yeah. Okay, so Matt Ryan officially benched by the Indianapolis Colts after the loss to the Titans. And this is one of those things that's so interesting because – Matt Ryan does have an injury. He has a grade two separated shoulder, but Frank Reich made it clear that no, he's sitting because of him. (laughs) And Sam Ellinger is going to be our starting quarterback for the remainder of the (laughs) season. They're like talking to him about it. And he's like, no, 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 no. Make no mistake. Shoulder or not, he would be best. No, 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 no. I don't want this to be no, no confusion. Leads the league with nine interceptions, 11 fumbles. Granted, only three of them are lost, but still not holding onto the football at all. This team's as, this team's as trash as we thought they were. I mean, like a couple of little decent spurts offensively over the last couple of weeks, maybe clouded our judgment just a tad, but they're as every bit of guard. Cause like this Tennessee Titans seems not good. Like they have a good pass rush and that's about it. Like, I mean, outside of that, you got Derrick Henry and a pass rush. And that is, I mean, Tannehill's not playing by good at all. This, they have no wide receivers. They have, I mean, literally the only thing you look at that you like is the pass rush and, and Derrick Henry. And then they really just dominated the Colts, despite the fact that they're, you know, a fairly limited team as well. And so, yeah, I mean, this Colts team's every bit the trash that we thought that they were. And all of everyone that had like the little Undertaker gift going on with like their, your Colts futures. It's done. Yeah. It's done. This team is they're waving the white flag team as they should, I might add. Because if you're not going to make the playoffs, you're not going to whatever, you should trot. You can't just keep getting these retread mm-hmm. quarterbacks and thinking that like and expecting a different result. Yeah, right? it's like, just like, another iteration of the post Andrew yeah. Luck era. What can we Seriously, do? And nothing's figured it is, out. It is yes, play Ellinger and like lose as many games as you can. And like you're probably not gonna get one of the top top picks, but you can at least get one of the you know, again, we have five, maybe six first round graded quarterbacks mm-hmm. coming out in the draft this year. So like, yeah, you're not going to get one of the top two, but maybe you can get in a spot that you could trade up to get to that third position or something, whatever, and get like the third best guy. Maybe you get a Will Levis or something or something like that that can come in and, you know, maybe be the franchise guy. They, like you said, you mean, you mentioned Andrew Luck, like between Manning and Luck, like they understand what it's like to have a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback, right? I mean, they get it. And then now they keep going with all these retreads over and over again and, and wasting all these talent. And I mean, they got, Young, good guys on defense. They got some young, good guys on offense. It's just, if you don't have a quarterback, you can't win in this league. Okay, the New York Jets have improved to 5-2. and two. They get a big win this weekend against the Denver Broncos, Sands Russell Wilson. But what may have cost them a significant injury here, Brees Hall suffered a torn ACL and minor meniscus injury. The uh, star running back, offensive rookie of the year, favorite prior to now. I mean, Kenneth Walker, the favorite now since the injury. But... How do you view this team moving forward without a guy who's proven to be so dynamic for them down the stretch here? Yeah, so this was one of the first 
first bets I made on the openers, I took the Patriots at one. Um, this thing opened. I mean, it was crazy to me. The Patriots are only one point favorites uh, to this Jets team, and it, it didn't really have anything to do with the the Brees Hollinger. I just think this was a perfect kind of the sentiment around this Jets team is never going to be as high as it is right now. They're about mm-hmm. to lose. You know, they're about to go. They're about to come back down to earth. They're going to lose to the Patriots next week. They're going to lose a bunch of games moving forward. And you you take a look, and they have been winning basically just because the other teams have been losing as opposed to them going out and winning the games on their own. And this past week, I mean, there, there was nothing to – other than Brees Hall and maybe Michael Carter, there was nothing to, like, grasp onto from an offensive side of the ball. Like, they're, they're, there's nothing. It's just the Broncos are – the Broncos are absolutely pathetic, yeah. and they're even worse with with ripping at quarterback. They were pathetic before, and they're yeah. even worse with ripping at quarterback. And that's like you know, it was just a perfect, it was a perfect storm. Um, it, it does look, by the way, Russell Wilson aiming to return this week for the London game against Jacksonville Jags, three and a half point favorite, total thirty nine in that game. But speaking of Russell Wilson, his former team, I, like I don't know if I'm in the twilight zone or like living in a simulation of some sort, but the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith are first place in the NFC West right now. And find themselves as three-point favorites over the Giants this week as well. I don't know if maybe this market has shifted a little bit too much and the sentiment shifted a little bit too much, but if you watch this, Chargers, it was like, oh, by the way, Oh, Keenan Allen's coming back. He, he played yeah. like six snaps, like literally he played six or seven snaps. I mean, like he was not out there. Then this team's just so snake bitten. It's unbelievable. Mike Williams goes out there, horrible high ankle sprain for him. Yep. He's going to be out for He's who knows how long. Like, they do have a bye this coming week, yeah, though, at least. Like it was, it's just nothing can go right for this Charger team. And honestly, I think, and I'll be the first, I'll raise my hand. Like I thought Staley was sharp. He is, he is not sharp. He is fake sharp. And he's, this dude is calling. Really bad games. He is making really bad decisions and not utilizing. That's the other thing that's so impressive about the Giants. And I know we'll talk about the Giants a little bit, but it's like all the injuries, all the limitations that they have with the with the, with the talent and so all that stuff. And like Dayball's doing the whole lemonades out of lemon thing or whatever. And like the Chargers doing the exact opposite. Like it, it's almost like all of these injury things are like getting exacerbated. Like it looks even worse than it actually is out there for this team. So yeah, un- unfortunate for a team that I had. Uh, going to the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. Chargers yeah, yeah. not yeah, looking not like that contender. Yeah. Kenneth Walker, by the way, in for the injured Rashad Penny is now your offensive rookie of the year favorite through two starts, three touchdowns, 265 yards on 44 attempts, not too shabby. Can't believe, speaking of coaching, I didn't ask you about Mike McDaniel just yet. We'll get into that yeah, a little we'll bit later that. as well with John Legaza coming up next. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to VSIN Final Countdown. Basketball season tipped off this past week. So did all of the basketball promotions on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers, place you need to go now for all the latest odds, lines, and unique promotions like the weekly same game parlays. You place three or more same game parlays each week to receive a free $10 basketball free bet during October and November. Go to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today. It's a whole new game. Ooh. How about the Lakers? That read snuck up on you, didn't it? It did. Yeah, it was like when they're new ones and you it didn't did. like, yeah, you're just like, ooh, all right. Why are you judging me? Yeah, so I was going to say, how about the Lakers off to an 0-3 start and then losing to the Blazers despite being up seven with two minutes to go? I mean, you know. Sometimes. This, this you team know, was going to be bad. Yeah, this team was going to be bad. Well, we'll talk NBA yeah. later on the show. Now we want to bring in our good friend John Legaza, MLB and NFL betting and fantasy columnist for The Athletic, host of Cork Stats and The Mix on the Mayo Media Network. And usually I welcome you in. I'm like, how you doing? So great to see you. But I know you are, you bleed Yankees and you are my pinstriped brethren through and through. How are you holding up today, my friend? You know, it is what it is. I'm I'm normally go the other way, and I kind of tip my cap, and you know, you thank them for a good season. I try and encourage people: don't beat these guys up on a few game sample. It's the same stuff we talk about during the season. If the Yankees went in the tank for three games during July, you bat an eye; it's not a big deal. Sometimes it happens at the worst time. Their weaknesses were exposed, and hopefully they fix it going forward. But you, you, you got to try not to get too high or too low in this stuff. You know? well, well, I was going to say, is, I mean, in a year, John, where so many things felt so right for the Yankees, what went wrong for them in the postseason? Well, I think it, it was just peaking at the wrong time. You know, the Yankees, one of the things you and I spoke about in the beginning of the year, 
I don't think they had missed a game started by a pitcher for the first, like, two mm-hmm. or three months across the rotation, and that's just not sustainable. The injuries started catching up, right? Nesta missed some time. He didn't come back. Sev missed some time. I don't think he had the proper time to get back. And then we saw the bullpen, which had been a Yankee strength for, gosh, as long as I can remember, it fell apart. Who thought the Yankees were going to be relying on Wandy Peralta? I mean, isn't that kind of why we're here now? John, whenever we take a look, I mean, we know that the – the big story is going to be where does Aaron Judge end up, and we know as soon as the as soon as the, this wraps, like we're going to get futures odds for next year that are going to be up. And um, do you think that he ends up back in the Bronx? If so, maybe we get at least a little bit better number on them to start things out, or uh, what do you think? Well. Okay, this is hard for me to separate. I'm normally very good at this stuff. (laughs) So, yes, I I hope he returns to New York, but more than just because he's the big slugger, right? He's the great guy, face of the franchise. He does charity work. He's good with the fans, and that stuff means a lot to me. I got two young ones at home. You know, just to go beyond the sport. As far as to the sport, I I hope he stays, but not on a long-term contract. If I am the Yankee brass, I am going to be very firm. I will give you whatever you want, blank check for three years. You want more than four or five? At 30 years old, sadly enough, again, we're at the peak right now. We have to think of these things in terms of trajectory, player arcs, and age is a real thing, father time being undefeated. I would give Judge the world partial ownership if he'll take a high AAV short-term deal. Mm-hmm. You can't lock this guy up for 10 years. That's what I'm afraid of. If that's what he demands, you got to let him go, unfortunately. And they do do a lot of those types of contracts in baseball. We'll see how things play out for Aaron Judge, but wherever he does go, we know that they'll be backing up the Brinks truck for him. Uh, the Astros, oh, yeah. <laughs> the Astros, of course, made quick work of both the Yankees and Mariners. Uh, their pitching has looked untouchable to this point. They've got a date with the Philadelphia Phillies now in the World Series who have had the bats able to work so how do you you cap this series between a team that everybody anticipated potentially getting here and a philly squad that had to make a coaching change early in the year well, story i haven't seen in a while but you might not know it beauty and the beast simpatico as always it's always about the pitching houston astros have pitching depth Greater than sign, greater than sign, greater than sign. We haven't even seen Jose Arquiti yet. He'd be the number three starter on most teams, including these fighting Phils. Now, I do like the Phillies in one or two games in short sets because they're top-heavy with Wheeler and Nola. But beyond that, I do not think they'll be able to keep up with the depth of the Astros, in particular with the bullpen. Now, Sir Anthony has been phenomenal. How often can you rely on him if all these games are going to be close? He's on his own is not enough. I think the Phillies get exposed after we get past that Wheeler-Nola. Let's say the Astros win one of the first two. This one's probably over in five, six at the max for Houston, obviously. I was going to say, so we can bet, right, the the correct score here. Do you think that the, you know, maybe we take a shot on one of these kind of 4-1-ish type deals for Houston? The, the one I really like was the money on you know, under five and a half. So you mm-hmm. got to get it in at four to one. That's where it gets kind of difficult because the Phillies have the two aces, right? That A and A1. And we know in short series, in particular teams with short windows that may not expect to return, not to knock the Phillies, but this is a bit of a Cinderella thing. They may just tell these guys, listen, you guys are getting the ball game one, game two, game four, game five, and game seven. A la the Diamondbacks against my Yankees in 01. This is kind of very similar, although I don't think Schilling and... Johnson, I think I should say I think they were a little bit better than Nola and Wheeler. And again, not to take anything away from those two. I just think the Phillies might be a little too top heavy. Well, if the Astros do pull this thing off, which I think we're largely expecting to, because like you said, this is a Phillies team that nobody really saw getting here to begin with. And Houston has looked like a buzzsaw in the MVP market. Where would you lean if you had to make a pick? You know, I, I was thinking about this earlier and it can be really tough But I do think because people vote in them that we have to maybe take advantage of the subjective elements. It's usually the biggest, brightest stars. So I think because of the odds allowed, hey, maybe you decide what you could wager and maybe split it between like Verlander if it's the Astros and maybe like Bryce Harper if it's the Phillies. That seems pretty easy for me. But in particular, I saw Verlander at plus 900. So at nine to one, he seems like a player on a much shorter list than that to be an easy favorite, in particular if it goes long and it gets the ball a third time. So let's switch over to Monday night tonight. As we know, this is a this is getting bigger even for the Patriots right now. Gone to eight, eight and a half, some nines popping out there. How are you looking to attack this? Uh, are you do you have any side play? Do you have any total look at this thing? 
man, when, te- when teams play this poorly, a la the Bears, it's tough to go with totals because you don't know exactly what you're going to get. I mean, the schedule makers got to just be pulling out clumps of hair. They thought the Bears and the Broncos were going to be really, really exciting. So we put them on every single primetime game, and the results have been not very good. So I like to look for my edge. If I don't like a lean, I usually find something. And I think we really got something good in the prop market. And again, not really niche. I like to keep it where everybody can get involved. Give me Damian Harris starting running back for the Patriots, over 53 and a half rushing yards. Now let's do some numbers. This is what I was waiting for. Yeah. The Bears' rush defense is really not any good. 26th in the league with a 58% defensive rush success allowed. 26th in the lead with a negative 0.7 rush EPA per snap. They're 29th in the league with 14% negative rushes allowed. They don't make contact early. They're 27th in the lead, 1.85 yards allowed before contact. So you kind of see all these metrics lining up for Harris, a bit of a plotter who's also very good. The Bears allow more than three yards per contact after the rush where Harris is known to excel. And I said 54. Okay, the players that have gone over 60, Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Damien Pierce, Saquon Barkley, Dalvin Cook, and Brian Robinson in the Pats offense, top 10 in EPA per rush. And when Harris split work with Stevenson, as per usual, before the injury, he led the Patriots in attempts, rushes, and touchdowns, almost five yards per carry, 3.3 after contact. That important number that I mentioned before, let's wrap it up with a little bit of simple math. If we're looking for 53 and a half yards, and he's good for 4.6 yards per attempt, that's 11 and a half attempts to get us there. All the projections are between 17 and 20, something we see all the time. Two full practices under his belt Thursday and Friday. I think it's wheels up for Harris, and I'm surprised mm-hmm. to see the backup with a higher rushing total than the starter. I'm not going to galaxy bring this one. Give me Damien Harris in a low total game. We have the touchdown favorite, like Matt astutely pointed out. I think it's all Harris. We may even get the old prop. I saw over 70 at plus 220. That's a lovely price. So give me Damian Harris today. I think he gets it done. Yeah, Damian Harris, of course, injured in that game a couple weeks ago against the Lions. Missed last week with the hamstring injury. So I wanted to throw a prop at you that's kind of in that same wheelhouse, whether it's Ramondre Stevenson or Damian Harris for an anytime touchdown. We know the Bears allow more than 69% of their touchdowns on the ground, the highest rate in the NFL. The Patriots, meanwhile, see 57% of their scores is rushing touchdowns as well. Ramondre Stevenson is minus 130, but you're getting plus money on Damian Harris at plus 105 to score a touchdown. Either of those intrigue you if they could get it through in the red zone? Well, Stormy, again, maybe you and I should work together sometime. But if I would have saw that, that might have been the prop that I took. Damian Harris, greater than sign Ramondre. Inside the 10, he has twice as many snaps with goal to go. And I'm going to channel my inner Chris Berman here. I mean, who's the guy you want with the rock inside the 10? It's clearly, clearly Damian Harris. Those prices are flip-flop. People uh, people get in trouble chasing the most recent thing in the NFL. That's the NFL. You got to go where the ball is going to be, not where it's been. Harris should be the favorite. Give me that one for sure. Tack that one on my ticket. I'm definitely betting that today. Awesome stuff as always, John. Really, really appreciate you. Miss you guys. Miss you too. That's John Legaza at John Legaza on Twitter. Does a great job covering the NFL and Major League Baseball for the Athletic, and check out his podcast as well. Um, but yeah, obviously Ramondre Stevenson has been the feature back these last couple of weeks, and he's taken the ball and run with it. Um, I mean, literally and figuratively. There we go. <laughs> but she's but, always good. But, she's always good for one a show. Uh, one a show. One a show. You know, got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Who do you think has the bigger day between Damian Harris and Ramondre? Stevenson? I think it's going to look pretty. I think they'll be pretty 50-50. Like I. I, I think Bill just continues to do what Bill does, which is frustrate the hell out of us with not knowing which guy he's going to go with. I bet you there's not a different, uh, I bet there's not a two-carry difference between the two. All right, we shall see. Continue overreaction Monday on the other side of the break. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is VEASAN Final Countdown live from Las Vegas. This segment presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zinn understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline is different. Everybody's on their own journey. But if you feel like you're ready to take that first step toward change, Zinn's there for you. Check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. It's Z-Y-N.com. Wording this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And I am addicted to Overreaction Monday, where there were so many I thought you were actually so going to sing it, and then you, just, and you kind of backed off right there. Like, I thought, you know, give us a little. Uh, the world isn't ready for no? these okay, lead right. track right. vocals, let right. me tell you. That's, <laughs> that's for the December version. That's Stick for around. the VEASAN yeah. Plus Plus yeah. Yeah. Yes, subscription exactly. that we keep telling you all about. Story <laughs> about Tony and Matt Brown with you here on an Overreaction Monday. It was a very busy Saturday and Sunday with college football in the NFL. And this isn't necessarily an overreaction, but I just need your opinion Mm -hmm. because of how much you were reacting on Twitter to Uh, Mike McDaniel and his decision-making in that Steelers-Dolphins game on Sunday night. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, we're getting to the point now, and we'll again, we'll do our power ratings tomorrow, and mine have shifted quite a bit. I mean, you know, look, not only about results, but, like, I think we've gotten to the point now in the season, and we've seen enough sample size from some of these teams where I have to, like, start to take – coaching into account like I mean it, I can only handicap what is on the field so much to where you start having to like go it's week in and week out with some of these guys right and McDaniel look it's can we chalk it up to rookie head coach thing can we chalk it up to like you know being under the big spotlight and maybe he was trying to like you know like be flashy or something or whatever I'm gonna be bold and do this thing that like there was really no reason look I'm I'm typically team go for it right like yes. I'm more times than not it does make more sense to go for it in a lot of different circumstances where coaches play way too close to the vest and way too conservatively. But in this scenario, this is kind of a read the room type thing where it's this this team has, is doing absolutely nothing on offense. They can't do anything. And you're like, kick the field goal, and make it a two-score game. Yes, and if you go up nine points, you have basically all but won this game, right? And if you leave it to some sort of some sort of weird chance thing where – some blown coverage, a guy fall, you know, one of your guys falls down or something, and then you lose this game by a point. It is going to be really, really, really bad for you. And so, yeah, it was watching that was that was horrible. The play calling, the sequencing outside of the scripted stuff at the beginning, where this offense looked like oh, it looked unstoppable, and then as soon as the scripted stuff mm-hmm. stopped, he didn't know what to do. Like they didn't know what to do as a team. They had no offensive identity. They'd gotten away from what was working early on in the game, and like again, I, it 
rookie head coach. I'm not like yeah. I'm not crucifying the guy. I'm just saying yeah. that there's you know you you do have to start taking this stuff into account. It's like they didn't know how to go out and and stomp on the Steelers' throats last night, right? Where they should have because they were by far the better mm-hmm. team, but they couldn't do it. Yeah, and you said it. I mean, Tua Tonga Bailoa got off to a hot start. They score on that opening drive and they maintained that lead throughout the rest of the game. But it just it looked very very different. Oh. It was an eventual scoreless teasers, second right? half on both. So yes, so we were just sitting there crying. I was crying. <laughs> exactly. Like I had like I was already like, no. I was already slouching on the couch. I'm just kind of like I know I'm gonna lose this. Yeah. So Miami wins. Steelers cover the plus seven. Teasers were very much so in the balance, but that leg does get there for Miami. Speaking of which, so I have that teaser um, for me is Miami tied in with the Patriots tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, And and we were talking about teasers a little bit earlier in the show and how you, if you wanted to still tease the Patriots, it makes sense. You could do it now, um, but obviously you can't tie it in with anything from Mm -hmm. this past weekend. You'd have to do it looking ahead, which is interesting that you can do that. I feel like maybe some newer betters might not realize that you can place a a, a teaser within different weeks. Yeah. Something just to kind of more of a reminder, maybe to some people, or like says some people out there that don't play teasers at all. And some of the new betters out there might not even know that, but yes, you can, you can have a bet from week seven roll into week eight. And specifically from a teaser leg standpoint, you know, listen, if you like this, if you like this Patriots leg and you want to take the eight and a half to the two and a half, but you like, you know, let's just call it, by the way, don't do this, but like the Bucks are two point dogs at home. Like you could bring them up to eight on Thursday night and you could roll it into week eight if you wanted to go that direction. I don't know why you would want to be back in the Bucks right now for anything, but I'm just saying that is a possibility and you could do that. So just a reminder that, you know, you don't have to, it doesn't have to all be within the same NFL week. It can roll into the next week as well. Yeah. And that's a great pro tip that we have this hour. We do them every single hour on VEASAN actionable insights to make you a better, better. And they are searchable at VEASAN.com by sport and by show. Become a subscriber VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Get that and a whole lot more with our crew at VEASAN. 135. Whatever it was, get Canadian out of here or with your like Canadian that. exchange yeah, one thirty-five seventy-eight Canadian. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to do a little um, not hyper rapid fire, mm-hmm. but a few rapid fire with sure. some overreactions from the weekend from a betting perspective. Starting with the Green Bay Packers are not going to figure it out. They're not going to be one of those contenders that gets it together. Bet them to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I I would bet them to miss the playoffs before I'd bet them to make the playoffs. This team looks completely lost. There is there's no playmakers on the offensive side of the ball outside of Aaron Jones and like that's the biggest problem. Like Aaron Rodgers, we were screaming this coming into this season that it was I thought it was being completely naive to just think that because it's Aaron Rodgers, he's going to be able to go in with these rookies and these wide receivers that are complete dust and just make it and just make it happen without having an alpha I wide receiver out there. I love when you call there. old people dust. Yeah, I mean it's just I just don't I just don't understand why everyone just thought this was just going to magically happen, right? I mean it is this guy awesome. Aaron Rodgers is awesome. First ballot Hall of Famer. We know one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen play. But he has always had an alpha receiver. Mm-hmm. He's always had a legitimate number one, and not just a legitimate number one, a top-tier legitimate number one. And there's not one on this team, and they can't move the ball. And and they have absolutely no consistency whatsoever on the offensive side of the ball. And then on the defensive side, they are they get bullied in the run game. Like, they get bullied. They can't – They this Washington team, which should never bully anybody, was bullying this team. And, and I just – I don't know what you would be clinging on to. I would, when you said earlier, and I was joking when I said neither. By far, I would, I would be willing. I would be more willing to back the Bucks to as, figure it out than the it Packers. Out okay. Than the Packers for sure, because at least the Bucks do have those dudes, right? Like the Bucks do have Mike Evans, and they do have Chris Godwin, and like they do have Leonard Fournette, and like there, there, there is that at least on the offensive side of the ball. But man, there's just there's nothing there for Green Bay. Yeah, Packers dropped three straight games to the Giants, the Jets, and the Commanders. Um, what a different NFL we are in right now. Speaking of the Giants, by the way, mm-hmm. so they're on a four-game win streak. They are six and one this season for the first time since 2008. Odds to win the Super Bowl at 40 to one. Still too long. Too long. Well, I'll tell you what. It's uh, way shorter than I got with my 125 <laughs> to one that's in my account right now that I was like, you know what, let's just uh, sprinkle a little bit on there. And now that thing is a third of what it was just two weeks ago. We have gotten to the point now where everybody's just talking about the Giants being a mirage and the Giants are, are you know, all these are fake wins and this, that, and the other and all. But, like, we've got to start – I think we have to really start looking at this team as being at least somewhat legitimate because they've been doing all this with – 
an incredible amount of injuries with dudes that are, you know, from a wide receiver standpoint that you never heard of, are, you know? Yeah. yeah. Because dudes that got paid yeah. are not playing. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you, you now look, at least they're getting a little bit, they at least get their high draft pick. Wondell Robinson's back out there playing. He has turned into kind of the de facto number one for them. What what's going to happen to Galladay and Tony? We don't know, but something's going to happen. They're going to ship them out of town, or they're going to whatever. Like they're going to get something in return for them. So like that that should be looking on the up and up. Saquon Barkley again, as long as healthy. This is something that we you know knock on wood because we don't want to see this guy get hurt because he's so so dynamic when he's not. He is playing at you know the level that we thought he would when mm-hmm. he came out of college. And then Daniel Jones, I think, has taken the biggest step of maybe any quarterback in the league this year because. He's not turning the ball over. The mm-hmm. problem with Daniel Jones forever was it was turnover after turnover after turnover after turnover. That's why you can never bet this team because it's like even if they had a lead, you're like, oh, we're one fumble away, you know, whatever. Well, one. and he has Saquon Barkley too, yeah. right, as that kind of like safety blanket that he can run the ball. I don't have to have all of this pressure on me. Mm-hmm. I can play within myself and not overexerting trying to force yeah. a football somewhere. Also, so he ran for 100 yards yes. this past week as well. This guy doesn't get the – He's a different Daniel Jones under yes, Brian Dable for sure. He doesn't get the sure. credit he deserves for being – being as athletic as he is and, and everything. And, and, and again, Brian Dayball, like, it's just the way that he's calling plays, the way that he's doing sequencing, he's not putting Daniel Jones in harm's way. And this team just continues to overperform. And again, we have to take them seriously at some point. Okay, the team that they are playing this coming week, the Seattle Seahawks, a real bet is on Pete Carroll, coach of the year. I'll put it this way. They're 5-1 to one to win the division, but it's 20-1 to one to get to bet Pete Carroll to win coach of the year. If they win that division... Pete Carroll is going to be in the mix, I promise you, as far as coach of the year. So if you are, if you have any, if you have any desire at all to to play the Seahawks at five to one to win that division, take a quarter of that bet, only bet three quarters of what you were going to bet on that, and then put a quarter on Pete Carroll to win coach of the year. Because if if they win that division, he is go, his name is going to be in the mix for sure. It's been incredible what they have done yeah. here to start this season, and I feel like I kept talking myself out of believing that they were real, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this past week against the Chargers, winning in the fashion that they did is like, okay, you have to take this team seriously. Yeah, and and now look, the problem is you can look up up and down this outside of that Cardinals win. Like, they have to score a lot of points, basically, Mm -hmm. to stay in these games because the the defense defense is is still questionable at best, right? But, I mean, is there anything that leads us to believe they're not going to continue to score points? That's the question. It doesn't look like it. That was a fun yeah. hour one, but Woo! still so much Flew more VEASAN final countdown to come. When we come back, we'll get back to Monday Night Football. Bears and Patriots going head-to-head in prop watch. Some prop betting angles for the primetime action tonight. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.